right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And we will have easily plenty to talk about. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah lot, a lot to talk about. This will be so, fun. Oh, fun's not exactly the word that I would use, but okay. We'll, no. we'll roll with the word fun for right now. Um, but to get things kicked off here, as we have been doing for a uh, decent while now, we will bring you cold, hard facts. The stuff that you are always curious to know, but the things that you might never need to know that you will never probably know. never be useful. You never know. But if it does become useful, I would be curious that you tell us in the future and let us know impress your friends impress your family impress that special girl that you're looking yeah or a guy so. yep absolutely so here's one uh we are going to talk about the uniqueness of you how unique can you be well as many people know fingerprints are unique to each individual person and there is another thing with the human body that is unique to each individual as well and that is your tongue print so really? each cool. each person has a different tongue print so i guess maybe they should start doing that when they get people in for criminal activity instead of fingerprints right yeah fingerprinting for tongue activity yeah kind of gross <laughs> <laughs> Like, there, there are so many different ways that that could go, and I was just like, I think that's enough. <laughs> dusting for prints, tongue yeah. prints, yeah. And you like, you know, how do you do that? You just get a what? I mean, what do you do when you go like, like what if you get arrested? Well, at, th at that point, it'd be easier to do DNA than a tongue print because DNA would be all, if your tongue touched it, your DNA like, is going to be everywhere. I mean, do they roll that? black ink or whatever on your tongue and then you have to press it down on a piece of paper or hopefully uh, not give me a print roll it <laughs> i so. i don't recommend it but hey you know yeah. if you need a little science science experiment maybe there's a way that you can tell that tongue maybe. now the only thing i remember was in i think it was seventh grade we did that little test thing with i could totally have this wrong so but it was like the blue iodine or whatever um, and yeah. it helps show you your tongue and your taste buds and everything. And we did the whole thing about some people have more taste buds, blah, blah, blah. But right. I, I didn't know that that meant that everybody's was different and unique. So, yeah. But that's interesting, man. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So there you go. We're smart and we're bringing you the smarts there today tongue prints tongue print smarts right. so but that's not what we were going to talk about that's not the conversation that's going to go on for a while that's not the uh football talk so we will move on into that quote-unquote fun conversation coming up i'd rather talk about tongue prints rather talk about tongue prints yeah it wouldn't be a bad idea right oh boy okay this is supposed to be fun right uh, yeah, we can try to make it fun. Trying to make it fun. Okay. 
All right. Well, what we're going to talk about is obviously Michigan football, and we're going to talk about a score of a bowl game that wound up being 41 to 15. Um, not the good guys. Man. And yeah, just, um, just not good. It's kind of weird when you sit here and you look at it though, because I'm looking at the, uh, the stats. Yeah. And outside of the turnover margin, it's not absolutely ugly. Sure. Uh, cause we're looking at, uh, looking at here, first downs, Florida 15, uh, Michigan 18, third down efficiency was 50% for Florida. It was a little bit worse for Michigan. Total yards, 427 for Florida, 326 for Michigan, you know, over 300 yards. Uh, obviously then Michigan flopped on rush offense though. Because they didn't even put up a hundred rushing yards, and Florida kind of had more of a uh, even heel approach uh, with the running and the passing. But uh, penalty yards weren't outrageous. Uh, again, the big the big difference maker is the inter- uh, is the turnovers. But still, even though the numbers aren't ghastly, mm. when you look at the scoreboard, then it gets pretty ugly. Well, that's just uh, yeah. If you're just this, that's the that's a typical looking at stats from afar and not having any, you know, not really looking at watch the game at all. But the eye test just said that this game wasn't even close. <laughs> kind of remind me of the OSU game. Yeah, no, and very rightfully so. It. I mean, it got out of hand. Let's just say this. It, it, at first, I would say this in the very first quarter, first or maybe even the second quarter, it felt like it was going to be like a Notre Dame game. You know what I mean? Like, seems like the scores were going to be a little bit lower. It's going to come back down to maybe the last quarter, things like that. But it just got out of hand and worse. Big, And the thing is, is big plays by Florida. Big plays. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was that horrible tackling. Oh yeah, absolutely. And going into halftime, it was kind of meh. You know, it was yeah. it was a little bit one of those things that you felt like okay, Michigan come out and can make some adjustments, and you know they they can step it up a little bit. And you know, they're what what was it? it was a three point? Yeah, it was a three point game at halftime. 13 to 10 and it's just like okay they they, i mean they're three points down there's no reason to say that they can't win this right but then it just got worse from there so and you and i are obviously taking into account look and you mentioned that i actually think you and i both were right on the last show as we said who's your pick for the the one of the players i think michigan might miss in this game that's going to be really crucial or important you said bush which I believe because I think he would. <laughs> he's fast. He's a great linebacker. He's an All-American, and he's going to go high in the NFL. And so that was key, I think, in the game and stopping 
the quarterback play and getting big chunks of yards. And when they get out of the pocket and running for yards, uh, that's what Bush does. You know, he's there to stop that. But, and then I said missing Higdon was crucial too, because he gets those tough yards. He's a good running back. And I think you and I actually in this game was right. We both, there are two player key players in this game. I thought Michigan missed. And then I would say them, Bush, uh, definitely Bush. I, and while the game was going, I go, man, I think Caleb was right as Bush was desperately needed on the defensive side of this ball and Higdon to keep drives going. So, yeah, it was, they were greatly missed, but definitely even having all of them back, it wouldn't right. have, it wouldn't have changed this. I mean, the only, the only thing that may have changed now, now here's the thing that's kind of tough to say is, at a certain point, the wheels came off, and Michigan was just, you know, getting worse and worse. Uh, it's not as much that Florida was better than them, which they were, but then Michigan was just not even helping themselves Right. at one point. So the only way that it kind of could have had an impact with Bush and Higdon of that nature is if they kept things closer and it never got to the point where Michigan's um, the wheels came off the bus and everything went crashing and everything. Um, But I don't, I don't think it would have done anything to win it. So, and it was just bad all around again. I mean, if you look at it from the Ohio state game to the Michigan game or uh, to the Florida game. Now, the one thing that I mentioned was going to be big that needed to happen that fortunately it did happen, but it didn't make as positive impact as I thought was um, getting pressure on the quarterback. Yep. None. Yeah. So I, they, I will know. I mean, they, they got pressure on him a little more. I mean, well, definitely more than the Ohio state game. Right. But it didn't, you know, make or break everything. It didn't, uh, open things wide open. I mean, they got some good defensive stops at different points in the game. Uh, but then, like you were even saying, there was basically no tackling. I mean, the best example was That's when Florida, Florida yeah, is stuck at third and 20, and then they get a touchdown run, a 50-yard touchdown run. Yeah, he just swallowed up that second. Once he got to the first level, it hit the second level, and they were off. Bad tackling, wrong, off. Mind me of old Michigan, didn't it? Like oh, yeah, a year, yeah. A year yeah. ago, remind me of that, where it's like, you hit to the you know the middle, and it's like as soon as they hit that second gear, and they hit the secondary, and get to those that linebacker position, that's they're gone. Bad tackling, missed tackles, didn't really try. Um, I think Hudson did really good in this game, but he was about it. He was a bright, shining moment in this game, but um, yeah, just horrible. Yeah, no, I mean it was like the lack of willingness to commit to the tackle. I mean, some players were flat footed and yep. there was, there were terrible miscommunications on different points uh, that resulted in big plays or touchdowns and just, yeah, it was just really kind of a mess and offensively not a lot could get going. The only thing that was going was the passing game with Collins and people's Jones specifically and then in the third quarter, when the Patterson threw the interception, double cover. Yeah, it, it well when he threw it, 
it wasn't so much double coverage. I mean, if you saw them break down the play, uh, I mean, that was just fantastic coverage. It yeah, wasn't was too late. It was too late. Yeah, it was unfortunate, mm-hmm. but there was still kind of that hope of, you know, holding on. And I, I think it was like, what, 20, 20 to 10 or something at that point or right. something. It wasn't, it, it still wasn't too far, but then after that, Michigan did like a three and out and just like the play calling was bad. It wasn't passing. People weren't open drop passes. Just, it, it was just all around bad. And the, the other interception that wound up happening, but it was quite later in the game. Wasn't, I mean, that was just one of those chance ones where it wasn't really anybody's fault. The defender got the hand up ricocheted, yeah. and then it was up in the air and had forever for somebody to catch it. So yep. it was, uh, the disappointing end to the season. Oh, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because I forgot. I said something about this right before we started, but we do have a voicemail. And so I guess before we go too far, right. should listen to the voicemail because otherwise I'm going to completely forget about it. Okay. Usually I try to do that at the very beginning. Was there something you wanted to say real quick before? No, I... I'm, I haven't even hit the rant in my anger part yet. So we haven't got to that point yet. Okay. Well, hey, if it makes you feel any better, kind of the interesting <laughs> thing is, I haven't even been on social media since halftime of the game. No, I'd ra- so. Yeah, I'd rather get. Let's do the voicemail, and that'll probably set me off. So. Okay. Yeah. Thing, so. All right. Here we go. Let's get those voicemail then. What's going on, fellas? Um, one hundred seven to forty-nine. In Michigan's last two games, they were outscored 107 to 49, 62-39 against Ohio State. Actually, I'm wrong. 103 to 49, Florida scored. No, 103 to 54. I'm sorry, my math is off. So 39 against Ohio State, 15 against Florida today. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna keep it real, man. All you fans out there who are happy with 10 and 3, this is not the message for you. So you might want to turn this off. If Hamilton has to go, I'm not even sure about Don Brown anymore. And if Jim Jim Harbaugh doesn't win next year, he's got to go. I'm sorry. I put I'm, I was a 49er fan. I put over this for years. He just slowly got worse in San Francisco. His play calling is atrocious. He keeps talking about there's no um, staff staff changes and being anticipated. BS. They better get rid of a couple of guys. I know that, much. Pep is the main one. It's not all on Pep. It's not. Coach Harbaugh is the problem. His play calling is the reason why really the best wide receiver group in the country is not getting 12, 13 catches a game. You're holding people back because of your ego and your pride, and it's sickening. I don't want to hear any Michigan fans say, don't blame the players, it's the calls. And then when you, you blame the, the staff, it's, well, don't blame the staff. You, it's either the player's fault or the staff's fault, one or the other. You can't have it both ways, fans. Don't call our Coach Harbaugh. I'm calling him out. I'm tweeting him every chance I get. I'm a DM Coach Partridge because he follows me. I don't know why. I was making fun of him a couple of years ago. He just followed me out of nowhere. So, Coach Partridge, if you listen to the show, you're going to get a DM from me, bro. You can block me. I don't care. This makes no sense. I'm not giving them a pass because I've seen how great Michigan can be. I've seen them win Owens Bowl. I've seen them win the National Championship. I've seen them win the Sugar Bowl. This to Florida? Man, Felipe Franks looks like doggone Russell Wilson out there, man. I'm talking about Super Bowl Russell Wilson. Felipe Franks is an average quarterback. 
Now, now you see what happens when you sit out bowl games. Y'all still riding for Devin Bud Jr. and Rashawn Gary and Karan Higgins? Y'all still riding for them? Because I'm not. Now, Devin was hurt. He has an excuse. Rashawn does not. Karan does not. Chase got out there. He's getting drafted, too. He played. Some of those other guys, other guys are going to get drafted, too. They played. But we give them passes to a, to a captain, to a captain who didn't think enough of his teammates to go out there because he wanted to make sure he was alright for his daughter. You can't play scared. That's a, that's not football. You, it's a physical game. This made no sense to Florida. This is embarrassing. The staff and, and after the game, Coach Harbaugh barely shook Mullen's hand. That's ridiculous, man. Like this, I'm done. I'm done supporting this staff until they do something different. This is embarrassing. Well, yep, that's definitely one word to use is embarrassing, which I would choose over fun. Yeah. But Yeah. So Yeah. Well, uh yeah, and um Yeah. Frustrating. Oh yeah, absolutely. And there are a lot of things that I can agree upon with uh what he's thinking. Uh thanks. Steven for the call and the voicemail and I can uh, agree with, uh, I'll, I'll say I don't agree with everything. Like some of the things about the um, going at directly at the coaching staff uh, on social media, but mainly the, with the players sitting out, it's, it's the way that it is. Uh, and then Rashawn Gary, which you're talking about Devin Bush, you know, he had injury. I mean, Rashawn Gary was just off injury not that long ago. So, and then uh, right. essentially they saw what happened to Jake Butt last year. Uh, Karan Higdon, yep. it, 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 with him especially having a daughter, it only kind of makes sense to me where it's just like he saw, he was there. He saw what happened to Jake Butt. And he doesn't want them to be him. And honestly, I can't blame him a whole lot. And so with Rashawn Gary, who had injury, and uh, Higdon had to sit out a game this year with injury. So that that's that. We've talked about that before. Um, but, yeah, there, there are definitely glaring issues with things, and this is kind of where I'll go with it. I don't think we're really going to do a lot here to break down the game. It was bad. It didn't go well. Michigan didn't perform well. You can't say it was just because of the players sitting out. Um or if they had played, that would have been a difference that they would have won the game, especially because it was such a big of a blowout. Um, but bad play calling, bad execution. Uh, players just wound up quitting. Uh, honestly, like it was seven minutes left in the third quarter. I was just like, this game is done. I think it was still like a two possession game or something like that. But I was just like, this is done. This is it. Right. You're right. That's Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could just tell by how, how the players were playing and things like that. Um, but here's uh, here's the thing about where I sit now with the how the coaching staff is handling things and everything. Do do I like Harbaugh being at Michigan? Yes, of course. Does everybody always want more? Yes, I want more. It is. Should it be better than it is? Yes, it honestly should. Especially kind of what Stephen was saying. You know, you got the best, um, the best, uh, wow, receiver core can't even think straight and you're not utilizing them we saw yeah. how well that they worked when they yeah. were being utilized uh, uh util- wow used correctly and then they kind of went away from that so there are distinct things where it's just like okay something is not right here and th- and i was kind of saying this too because this is going because to- i said this was going to be a distinct game that was going to tell us something because 
the coaches are going to have to adjust the game plan because they're missing players, they're missing two key defensive players. And then uh, the main running back for the team. It's just like, you have to, there have to be adjustments because you're not going to have the same game plan because you don't have the same team essentially out there. And right. you didn't really see that. Yeah. You saw some different plays. You saw a couple different things, but you didn't really see a new game plan. And I feel like this is the same conversation that we had at the beginning of the season where it's just like Michigan came in Michigan. And so they had extended period of time to prepare for Notre Dame because it was the first game of the season. They had an extended period of time prepare for Florida because it was a bowl game. And both games, I feel like they went in there and they're like, we are Michigan. This is how we play. And this is how we're going to beat you. And then they go in and they are not attacking the other team's uh, weaknesses and they are not prepared for the other team's strength. And then they wind up getting rolled over because they're just like, we're Michigan and we should win this game because X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, okay, well, you thought of X, Y, and Z, but you didn't even start with A, B, and C. Right. Yep. So they're essentially, I feel like there are a lot of similarities between Don Brown and Jim Harbaugh where it's kind of their way or the highway, which is fine. You know, you're the head coach or the head coordinator and everything fine. And, And that's kind of how it should be. But what they do works 90% of the time. And you know, and you know what the other 10% of the time is when they play good teams. Well, one in 10, I think they're one in 10 against top 10 teams. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. And that kind of backs that up where it's just like 90% of the time, what you do works, but it's because you're playing inferior teams most of the time. Right. And you're, you're picking on the little, the, the, the the kid around in the neighborhood that's not a good match for you like you're, you're you can beat them up pretty easily <laughs> yeah, we're good on that we're good at beating up the the kids around the block that are not a big challenge but once you get someone on your same level we can't do it yeah so. and, and and that's exactly the thing it's just like you don't get better by playing equal competition or less competition right. you get better by playing the better competition because it pushes yep. you um, but that's where they succeed. They succeed that 90% of the time, this looks flashy. It looks nice. It looks good because you're playing Rutgers. You're playing Illinois. You're playing Western Michigan. You're playing SMU. You're playing a terrible Nebraska team uh, and things of that nature. But then you get to that 10%, you know, the good teams or even the great teams, and then things get exposed. You can't beat Notre Dame. You can't beat Ohio State. You can't beat a Florida can't beat the top 10 ranked teams that is what's happening and there are no no adjustments it'd be kind of one thing you know you could kind of uh, i don't know if i would say quote unquote live with it if it's just like okay you see them making the adjustments and you see them you know competing and it's close game and you know they just can't quite finish it because you know slightly out coached or maybe slightly outmanned whatever but it's not even that especially these past two two games I had hopes that, especially in these bigger games, that that is what would happen because of what we saw in 2017 against Ohio State. There, I felt that that was strategic game planning for that game, for that matchup, with the personnel that we had, that Michigan had on the field. And then Michigan was in that game a lot longer than people thought with a really, really crappy team against a really good Ohio State team. And so I was hopeful for 2018 being like, hey, 
you know, it, it's possible. This is possible. You know, we've got a good team, uh, a good team this year, so Michigan can do something if the coaching staff just does what they were doing. But guess what? That's not what they did. Not at all. Yeah. So it it just goes to show, and th- and that was the thing that caught me up. Not saying that I don't believe in them, that they should all get fired or anything. That's not what I'm saying. But it's just like Stephen was saying, something's got to change, and I do believe something. That's another thing, too. Harbaugh can say all that he wants to, but everybody knows Harbaugh is not going to tell you what he's doing. So if he's going to say that nothing's happening with staffing changes, you can't, well, you can't believe, uh, honestly believe it. Not really essentially saying he's lying to you, but he's not going to come out and tell you what he's doing. That's the same thing if he's saying a staffing change is going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. It's, um, I, Look, I've taken some things into account in, in this bowl game, and I took it into account even after the loss. And that is the very fact is, and nobody, we missing key guys. I get it. I know we're missing Bush. I know we're missing Rashawn Gary, two key guys on defense. Um, I get we're missing Higdon. I know we're missing uh, uh, JBV on the on the tackle side. I get that. And Stuber had a terrible day. Um, he had some holes. He couldn't block. He was he wasn't very good in this game whatsoever. Um, if anybody watch that game on that on that side, he was bad at blocking. But I will say this: he's just like I'll give I'm I'm, gonna, I'm throwing out passes in this game. I'll give you a pass here. I'll give you a pass there. I'll give you. You know, we're missing key guys. We're missing our leadership here. I'll give you that pass. I'll give you this. I'll say this and this and this and this. But then there's a couple things. There's some key things in this game that you cannot tell me that I cannot give passes on. And you can't dispute it. You can't say anything about it. You can't explain it away. And it has nothing to do with your missing key guys in this game. And that is Harbaugh got out coached. And can you tell me what the hell are is this coaching staff doing with clock management? What does that have to do with players? What does that have to do with what this team did in this game? In the second half, you had a ch- you had less than a minute to move that ball down to score a touchdown and at least get there to score a touchdown to take back the lead. And what does Michigan do? Plays it safe, plays it conservative. In fact, runs plays right up the middle, so Moody has a chance to line up his field goal, right? Yeah. In center, and I think he shanked it. I don't think he got it. Did he or he got it? No, I don't yeah, know. no, he missed that one because, yeah, and they then, were going So it, it was for nothing. And guess what? That came off, I believe, a Jameric Woods um, punt that? Uh, block, right? Oh, yeah, uh, was- yeah, I think so. So there you go. You got You got a turnover right there a great play and you get three points out of that. Okay, great. Then you have another one and then guess what? You don't get anything from it. (laughs) And so you're telling me, and then you got clock management on top of that. And then like you just said earlier, you explained to me how a coaching staff doesn't utilize the exact same thing. You just mentioned on the two best, I think the three best receivers in the country on on this team how do you not utilize that you tell me why in the fourth quarter you're down by that many points and you're continuously running the ball you have no choice but to throw it with those three guys on the field you have no choice but to 
uh, spread them out. You've got the best receiving core, and they continue to run that ball. The clock management was horrible in this game. The clock management, when even the OSU game, was not wasn't good at all. This is this staff uh, to me is tells me that this offense cannot win games when they're behind. They can't do it. So if anybody says, hey, Michigan's down by 14 going into the fourth quarter, and every time I see this, it grills me as they say, there's still a lot of plenty of time left. There's plenty, plenty of game left. I'm going, oh, really? Can you tell me a game where Michigan's actually gotten 14 points behind in the fourth quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, has come back to win it? They can't do it. This team is not built like that. This team is not built on scoring 14 points. OSU's team's built like that. They score it within a minute, but not Michigan. And that's what they do, and it was terrible. And it drives me nuts. That's what drove me nuts is this staff, the coaching ability, the play calling was conservative. The play calling was horrible. You didn't utilize your receivers. There was no sense of urgency in this game. It was pathetic in a way that I, I can't tell how many people in, where I was at was yelling at the screen, what are you doing wasting all this time? Yeah, no, I, I recognize that too, and I remember seeing that. And um, like, see, the team I think is capable of it, but like you said, right, not built, and that's definitely not what the game plan has been. And the um, oh, it, it's basically what it was infuriating to watch that. You yeah. he, no one can tell me in that second half when it was driving down, we had a minute to go. That was uh, that's on the players. That wasn't on the players. That was on coaching. Because you continuously not get, you're not going to get down to a minute to go. You tell me you can't score. Any other team would go. Man, we're going to try to get a, a seven points here. But Michigan did, and they just continued to run the clock down to say, you know what, we're happy. We're going to be we're going to be content with three points when you could have seven. My thing is this: tell me something. If this is such an insignificant bowl game like a lot of people are saying, then why are people pissed off that Michigan played insignificantly, right? Then why aren't you playing, why aren't you sitting all your uh, guys that are coming back next year and then have all the guys like your second and third stringers play? Why don't you just have that? So why is people surprised? You can't have it both ways. It still goes on your record, right? The wins and losses still goes on your record. People still showed up. Florida looked like they wanted to win this game. Michigan did not. They walked into it like they didn't want to be there. The staff got outcoached, and yet here you are. Here we are saying, "Oh, the bowl doesn't mean anything." Well, I'm like, "Well, then, then it's meaningless. Then why have Shea out there? Why don't you have Milton out there? If it's so insignificant to Michigan fans, it's so insignificant to so many people. Then trot out. What What do you have to lose? Like you were saying, to open up the playbook, right?" If it's yeah. so insignificant, open up the playbook. Why not say, you know, we're just going to run straight, run all our three, our best receivers, run them down the field to the end zone, we're just going to chuck it. Why not? It's insignificant. It doesn't mean anything. Then do that. But they didn't. They still went conservative. I don't get that. I'm like, it doesn't mean anything. Then do stuff that doesn't mean anything. That's what bothers me, and that's why I'm on this rant, because I go, how can this game, this bowl game mean nothing, and yet you did nothing? to open up the playbook on this. It makes zero sense to me. Yeah. If it meant nothing, then losing doesn't mean anything and it shouldn't bother you. Right. So, but so, so why, what does it have to lose? If it, if it means, let's say 
I don't think it means nothing to Harbaugh. I just think you got a lot of Michigan fans. They're saying Peach Bowl doesn't mean anything. And I'm like, well, of course it means something. If it doesn't mean anything, then I would see a total drastic – I would see reverses. I would see uh, uh, four receiver sets out there and see what Shea can do by chucking the ball. Let's say Milton was out there. Let's see what he can do. Peters too. Who cares? Why not? Get them all out there. Who cares? Why not? It doesn't matter. That's yeah. my problem with this. It, you can't have it both. And we have people that are telling me it doesn't mean anything, but yet they're saying, well, they, they play conservative, you know, oh, well. And I'm like, well, then don't be mad. <laughs> so, and the players shouldn't be mad either. That's what makes no sense to me. I'm like, you can't, to me, it felt like Florida went into this game saying, this bowl, mean, this bowl game means something to us because we've lost to Michigan. And Dan Mullen actually outcoached Jim Harbaugh. He did, plain and simple. Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It was, it was bad, uh, absolutely uh, terrible on that. So, yeah, I um, but even uh, talking about that and the game plan and you know, preparing specifically for a team, Florida. It was Let's prepared ob- again. Like you it said. was obvious that Florida prepared for us. Yep, uh, for Michigan because they had that play that they did a couple times, especially I think it was inside the 10 or at least inside the 20 where they had the four receivers on the one side of the field. They emptied everybody out because they knew how Michigan played the defense for that. And all they had to do was try to get the quarterback to find the seam that the lone linebacker safety or whoever was back there Mm -hmm. didn't didn't try to plug up for the quarterback and all the quarterback had to do was run like five or eight yards or something. And it'd be a touchdown. And that was them strategically planning for Michigan and they burned Michigan twice. Yeah. Yep. Michigan had absolutely nothing that showed that like, yeah, they had some fancy plays. Yeah. Christian Turner uh, almost broke it wide open at the beginning of the game for a touchdown, which was really unfortunate. But mm-hmm. no, there was there was nothing that showed that they had anything special drawn up saying, hey, we've seen them with this weakness. Let's expose it. No, all these other teams do. Ohio State did it. Yep. Florida did it. Everybody does it, but Michigan doesn't do it because, I, uh, like I said, it looks like it's this is how we coach. This is how we play. This is how we're going to win. And then they live and they die by it. And when they die, they die absolutely horrible and they look absolutely pathetic yeah and you're right it's like even when michigan gets a sniff of a whiff of going hey we just exposed something they go back to what they're usually comfortable with is michigan's sticking within their comfort zone and they they can't they they find something that works and then they go back to the comfort zone again you know it's like hey you know what this Shea Patterson throwing to Nico Collins, which is a matchup nightmare, and he's been having all he's been having in this quarter. Eh, let's stop throwing to him. <laughs> it just didn't make any sense. The dude was like jamming the game away, the two three passes, and he's such good at adjusting. So is even Peoples Jones. He did great. They're adjusting to the pass. They're so good at it. They stopped throwing to him, <laughs> and I'm like, this is infuriating. They're not even throwing the ball anymore. There's, it's so predictable. Everything I'm watching in this game was so predictable outside of those things where 
I actually saw Shea throw the ball down to watch to Nico and uh, Peoples Jones and watching them adjust to the ball and doing such a great job of it, they can't stop it. And yet they stopped. They got away from that and went back to running the ball. How many times? This is this. This is where we're going back to the Ohio State game, and I'm wondering if the Ohio State game is such a loss to them that th- that was Michigan's identity in that loss to the very fact is how many times did you see in this game first down, second down, and they got a third and long, third and five, third and six, three, third and six. How many of those I saw? I could I couldn't count on my hands how many I saw of those. And that that was the same way we handled OSU. Third and long, third and long, third and five, third and six, third and four, third and five, third and five, all the time in this game. And yet we couldn't adjust to it at all. We couldn't. It was was mind-boggling that I'm like, this team does not throw on first down. Never. It's always run, possibly throw on the second down, but they run, run, and then they're going to have to throw on uh, third down. It's just the way they are. It's how they handle things. And I'm I'm looking at this team. I'm like, if your identity is built on uh, winning in the trenches, winning the time of possession, pushing people around, running the ball like Wisconsin does, it's built on the way Wisconsin does things. Then, for all means, then get got, get the offensive line working. Get the best guys in the country to come to your team. Get t- tight ends that can block. Get the best running back. And then you're good. And yet this team doesn't do that. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, no. And uh, I, uh, somebody was saying, or I saw You some, mentioned that. Didn't you say that Michigan's kind of similar, seems to be building their program similar to Wisconsin? Well, yeah, they want they want to run it. And, I mean, you've even right. seen it, and I think it's even been said, that Harbaugh wants to wear a team down with the run game and make them tired and then basically expose them in the second half. But you can't do that against Ohio state and against Florida when you're not convert, you're not getting first downs and you also don't have your star running back for one of those games. Like it just doesn't work. Also, you don't have, you don't have that. Yes. You had a good offensive line throughout most of the season, but again, look who you were playing against and you don't have that back. That's going to be doing that all the time. Yeah, he didn't play great against everybody, but except yep. for Notre Dame and Ohio State. So, right. I mean, you can't have that where, okay, yeah, it's going to work 90% of the time, but then the other 10% of the time, it's not going to work. Yeah, and that's a great point because you're talking about, all right, does it work? Yeah, it works. If you, like you said, if you can grind, grind, win in the trenches down the field and methodically move the ball down the field and score. On third downs, you know, third and one, third and two, and get those first downs easily and start just moving the ball down like Wisconsin does and watching them do that, beat up teams, wear out the defense, and score. That's what Michigan seems to be built built on and keeping like someone like Haskins from OSU off the field to score. That's how you win it. Well, Michigan isn't built that way. It's always third and five. Well, you can't win. They can't even do that, though. And they try to run. And this game is infuriating because of the very fact is how many times in the fourth quarter was Michigan so desperate they needed touchdowns that they went back to the running game? They kept running in the ball. You keep, keep, I, what did you? What were you thinking when you saw that? Were you just like, "What are you doing?" No it sense of urgency. There was none. Did yeah. you just look at? Did it look like to you that they just kind of gave up and said, "Well, we're not going to win this"? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely did look like that. And I was going to say, I think it was at the end of the first half. 
And it was kind of interesting because Michigan had just like two and a half minutes, I think. Yeah. Uh, like you were saying when they were going for, for the field goal. And I don't, maybe it was after a black punt. I don't think it was because I thought that they had, had kind of a long field. And they were kind of in a hurry up mode and they right. kept passing it. And I remember the commentators being like, well, Michigan you doesn't need a hurry. They don't want to give the ball back to Florida. But they kept going, and it was more so they don't want Florida to get reset. They just wanted right. to keep moving the ball, keep Florida on uh, on their heels and things like that. And it was working, and they kept passing yep. the ball a lot. And it was working. And that was like the only time that they did that. They could have done that in the second. They could have done that all game where they were just like, okay, fine. You know, this works though, where they – pass it for five five to ten yards and okay maybe you'll miss one but hey you're going to connect on another one then uh if you that'll put you in third and five or heck that might be another conversion for a first down it's not going to be any worse than you're already doing because you're either third and five is good was good for them if they could get that so why not do what you were doing that was working exactly like you said how it's just like they would find something that would work and then they would go away from it so yeah so it's it is stubbornness it is uh, unprepared yep. is poor game planning, poor play calling. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's on the coaches. And like I said, I was, I was kind of holding on to it because every once in a while we saw that glimmer of hope where it's just like, and I think it was more so when Michigan knew that they did not have the, a chance and yep. Yep. Uh, they specifically game plan and they came together and they put forth a good effort, but they weren't able to finish things. But now it's just kind of like the, the mm-hmm. mindset that I said, where it's just like, we're Michigan we're better now. We have the athletes. We have this. We have X, Y, and Z. And so we're just going to play our game, and we're going to beat you with our game. And it's just like, well, no, that's that's not how this works. That's not how you prepare for teams. You prepare specifically for a team, and you game plan for a team like Florida did, and then you beat them 41-15. to 15. Yeah, and you're right, and they did their homework. I mean, if you look, think about this game, Florida did com- combinations of taking playbooks from – what OSU did to beat us badly. And then they took a little bit of uh, out of what South South Carolina did in that bowl game by exposing our safeties. Cannell was horrible in this game. They picked on them this whole game. They threw how many times in the middle of the field was guys open. It was so they were, that's all they did. We just kept throwing down in the middle of the field and it was open. And to me, it was just, I I could see it, and I was going, wow, they're just going to pick on our safeties. And that's where you're, we're talking about how Dax Hill needs to be at Michigan because he can shut that, that middle of the field down. And that was exactly what South Carolina did, and that's what Franks did. He did exactly what he's supposed to do. And then Franks isn't the – he isn't the best runner. But, man, when he – he used his legs like Haskins did where – you know what, if I see an opening, I'm going to get the first down. And Haskins did the exact same thing, and Franks took a playbook out of that, what he did, and said, hey, if I don't see anybody open, I'm going to run it. And he got big yards for that. And Michigan Michigan fans are going to have to understand something, and, you know, is Michigan's offense does not scare any team out there. They just don't. There's no, I don't see how they can. They don't scare anybody. Because of the very fact is I don't think they utilize the receivers. I don't think there's a, a big threat with the throwing game. Um, you saw it in this game. Uh, I think if they kept that up, I think they need to do some changes in this offseason. I think they need some different offense and use use those guys. But um, Michigan's game plan is always to keep games close. 
and then try to win in the trenches, and you didn't see in this game. And when they're behind, Michigan just doesn't have a chance. Yeah, no, Michigan, I mean, Michigan with the wide receiver core and everything has the opportunity to be like a Big 12 offense, you know? yeah, one of the best. Yeah, I mean, they've they've got the quarterback, they've got the receivers. I mean, yeah, the offensive line needs some work where they can uh, protect more and everything, but I mean, come on, you've got it. Nico Collins was amazing that game, the way that he was adjusting and he was making some incredible catches, but then he just quit. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it just is... Harbaugh, the this there needs to be some changes. It's one of those things where you don't always have to be the best coach. You need to be smart on who you put around you. That's part of the reason why Penn State was so good last year. With yeah. what's I can't remember is Moorhead. They had Moorhead. Right. He was a fantastic offensive coach for them. Worked great with uh, Saquon Barkley and whatever his face is. Can't remember his name. Um, but he did a great job, and so that's why. Um, Franklin looked so good was he was putting the right staff around him with his personnel and they did a good job right now. You know, that's what Harbaugh needs to do specifically offensively, but his stubbornness and Don Brown's stubbornness, it's just like there have it. You, there needs to be adjustments made because all of this is pointing to that where it's just like, you yep. can't, I mean, okay. Yeah, great. So you're the best team in the country playing man to man but there are going to be certain circumstances that it's not going to work. And that is specifically what, and you were talking about how Florida took uh, game plans from other teams and things like that. They did, they did more, more than that because they came up with that play with the four wide receivers yep. and they had their uh, Felipe ready to run. And I hadn't seen that before. Maybe I missed it in another game, but that worked out perfectly because that was, yeah, they prep. They have all their guys on one side. It was on the right hand side, I think, or the upper screen. And yeah, they're all four of them up there. And yeah, I went, and they oh, yeah, and they exposed it. Yeah, so they yeah. they specifically game plan, and it's just like I I just do not understand that. And that's again where I said it's just like you know it's gonna work. Sure, you're gonna look great ninety percent of the time, but then guess what? When you and that and that's the thing too is when um I know that we've had this conversation, and it was especially this year where. Uh, Michigan is said to not be able to win the big games, but then when they win the big games, everybody is saying that, well, okay, that's not really a good team. Well, hey, guess what? It's actually true. Like, point out to me the big games that Michigan has won since Harbaugh has been there. And again, again, this is just the truth. Like I said, I like Harbaugh being there. I hope that he makes adjustments and everything, but essentially if he doesn't, this, you're just going to, everybody's just going to be like, hey, it's going to be 10 one se- uh, nine or 10 one season. That's it. Because if you're not going to make adjustments like everybody else does, like Florida and Dan Mullen does, then you're not going to beat them. You're not going to beat them. You're not going to be Ohio State. You're going to be lucky to beat Wisconsin and some of the other Big Ten teams. But, yeah, you're not going to be able to do it. So looking through the years since Harbaugh has been there, yeah, there have uh, it's been three years with 10 one seasons. Good job. You can be happy with it and everything. But if everybody wants to talk about Michigan being any kind of national powerhouse, it's like, no, they're beating up on the little guys. And then when they get in on the same field with the bit, uh, the other big boys, they or can't hold their talent. ground. Right. Or has equal, equal talent on, on the t- other teams on the rivals team. Yeah. Yeah. As us. Yeah. They so have- I, you, you see some numbers where, okay, it looks like they kind of be, uh, in 2015, they beat BYU. They smoked BYU Northwestern, a nine and four team and a ten and three team. 
but who, uh, like no, they didn't really beat anybody. Uh, they Northwestern beat Stanford at the beginning of the year, which was an unexpected blow and everything. And Stanford wound up climbing back from that. They beat a ranked Wisconsin. That was surprising. That was Northwestern. Okay. Florida though went 10 and four and they beat like no one ranked. They beat Ole Miss while they were ranked, but then Ole Miss fell off the, the face of the earth in that year. So then Michigan loses to Utah. Okay. First game, no big deal, but then they lose against the good teams, Michigan state and Ohio state 2016. Yeah. They beat Penn State, who wound up beating somehow Ohio State and Wisconsin. Michigan beats Wisconsin, who wound up beating LSU. You know, I mean, nothing nothing that makes you go, ooh, ah, because LSU wasn't anything all that special that year. Mm-hmm. And then yep. they their next best win would have been finally beating MSU, which went 3-9 and nine that year. Big deal. Big whoop. Then you go to the the big games, and they lose to... Well, they lose unranked Iowa, which that's not even a big game, but then they lose to number two, Ohio State, and they lose to number 11, Florida State. 2017 was just abysmal, and the only good game that you thought they kind of won was Florida, which was one of being a 4-7 and team that their only good win was beating Tennessee, which wasn't even ranked, I don't think. But they lost to Michigan State. They lost to number two, Penn State. Number five, Wisconsin. Number nine, Ohio State, and then they lost to South Carolina. Yeah, not all of them are even great teams, but those are better teams than most of the teams on the schedule. Then you look at this year. So this was the year where it's just like, okay, Michigan needs to win the big games. So the big games you want to look at would be Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Penn State. Outside of their the biggest ones that they had were Wisconsin, Michigan State, Penn State. Wisconsin right. finished 8-5. and five. Their best win was their bowl game against Miami. Yeah, down here. Yeah, who doesn't even have a, uh, their coach? So we're, to keep, we're keeping track. Wisconsin had a down year, right? Yeah, Wisconsin was not that good this year. They went eight and five. That's not good. That's what Michigan did last year. Yeah. Okay. Wisconsin and, and only Michigan beat Miami. Beat Penn State. Yeah, right. Michigan. Well, Michigan State then beat yeah Penn State. That was their only thing. But Michigan State went seven and five. They still have a bowl game, year. but seven to five. This and is then, like San Antonio's one of his best teams. Yeah, but then you look at Penn State. And that's the best win that you get technically because they actually had nine wins and their, but their best wins were against Iowa when Iowa was ranked and then they beat unranked Wisconsin. So who did they like? They're not even that good. They're not even beating good teams. So, so you, you name three teams, Michigan beat that we needed to beat that came into this year, highly ranked. Yeah. Then fell off that I said that we both agreed on head down years. Yeah, exactly. So even when Michigan looks like it's doing a good thing, it's really not because they're beating. Like I said, the best year, honestly, that has looked for Michigan was more so really 2016 because they beat Penn State and Wisconsin when they had double digit wins. Yep. That that was that was it. Like that was the good year. And then they wound up losing to unranked Iowa to number two, Ohio State in a close game and number 11, Florida state. So if you guys want to talk about this being a good year, when you actually, I gave, I was giving it until after the bowl game, because I was just like, if they win the bowl game, then you're looking at 11, one season. You can talk about the progress and things of that nature. Sure. OSU was absolutely ugly, but Ohio state had the ugly game against Purdue. Sometimes it happens. It sucks, but no, it was a repeat essentially of Ohio state. And so it is just, 
bad. We were talking about how people use the word failure. I don't know if I would use the word failure, but no, this was a bad year. This yeah, was bad that's... for the fact that you you lost the way that you did against Ohio State and Florida at the end of the year, and how I had said that Ohio State is probably going to be the most important in the game that you need to win, and then what? also that um, you need to finish off with a win and end this stupid bowl bowl game losing streak. And here they go. They extend it three years in a row. Now Michigan has lost their bowl game. And then yep. every single year now they lose the Ohio state game. So they always lose, have a losing streak at the end of the year. Yeah. And that's where I'm looking at this is I'm saying, you, you know, we talked about the offenses. You tell me, and these, these losses that we've had, even I, I'm even kind of going to throw Indiana in there, here, but is, Tell me what happened to the defense in the second half. Remember where it was always, no, don't worry, Michigan's a second-half team. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> not now. Not in those games. I mean, it's amazing that every time we go into a halftime, we used to go, well, we are a second-half team. We were doing that to, you, like you said, average teams, we were a second-half team. We'd blow them out. But, man, when it came to Ohio State, nope. Uh, this Florida team, nope. We just couldn't stop anybody, and in fact, it got worse. Uh, I think these teams that we played blew us out in the second half, and we never recover, and we can't recover from that. So, yeah, it, like you said, it's to me. If you take the year, at, like you said, as a as as a microcosm of what happened this year, yeah, ten win season's good, but the two teams that Michigan lost to were top ten teams. Notre Dame and Ohio State, and we couldn't be either one of them. And the ones that we did beat had bad years or had off years. Let's just say that. Yeah. But. And so, yeah, no, it was. So, yeah, so this was not a good year, in my opinion. It, it was not a good year from the fact, yeah. like you said, the three good teams that Michigan played, they lost to, and two of them were embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, because, like, you, you know, yeah, because who cares about. Western Michigan, SMU, Nebraska, Northwestern, Maryland, um, Wisconsin, who uh, wound up doing bad, Michigan State, who wound up doing bad, Penn State, fine, eh, okay. Uh, it was impressive. It was nice to see that you could beat them 42-7. to seven. Rutgers, who cares? Indiana, no one cares. Ever like, the only good-slash-great teams were Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Florida, and you lost all three of them. Yeah, and so looking at this, if next year there was one game that a receiver had over 100 yards, and that was versus Maryland, and that was Gentry, a tight end. If yeah. next year there are not multiple games that we have, that we see wide receivers with 100 yards, then that's just pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, it is. With it the really talent that they, that there is at wide receiver and how capable Patterson is and McCaffrey is, whoever or whoever it is, I you've seen Milton do a little bit. I I don't know. I mean, I would want to say that he's fine and capable of uh passing and everything, but whoever it is, it doesn't matter. Quarterback should be fine next year. And you know the wide receiver core is going to be fine. It's going to be great. Yeah. So it's just like if you are not using your bat best assets to its fullest capability, that's just stupid. Yeah, and that's the thing is is this team's got to figure out what to do next year and get off what 
these blowouts, this is, these games aren't even, they, they're not even close. And that's what I think a lot of fans like me and you are just blown away by is, is how Michigan has been exposed in these past couple of games and exposed badly. Um, and exposed to big plays and, and they give up such big plays like mind numbing plays and Florida did that. They had so many big plays in this game. They didn't methodically move the ball down. They literally had like stretches where they had 20 yards, 15 yards, 10 yards and, and to a touchdown. I was like, my God, they were like, they didn't grind. Michigan grinds and grinds and grinds to get a, a touchdown. I even said Michigan this year, it's like pulling teeth just to get a, a touchdown with this team. But the other teams, it seems like it's so obvious and so um, easy for them, um, especially at the five-yard line. It just seems like Michigan just has a tough time struggling because they like to run it up the middle and use their bigs to get in there. And at time, it, there was times where even Mason couldn't even get a yard. And I'm like, they're just stacking the box, and it's so obvious what we're doing. And I could call it, but... Yeah, this team's infuriating, man. It, it, it's it's tough. I know ten wins looks good, and and it it is. But um, I think Stephen was right in saying something's something's up with the coaching staff. That they're either they're walking into games like this and being out coached, and there's no adjustments happening. There's no creativity um, to this team because I think most teams have figured out what Michigan's doing. So. Yeah. And so I'm going to say something here and I'm going to say this before I say it. I'm not saying that one, that um, the other coach is better than Harbaugh. What I'm saying is this is where stubbornness causes issues. It does. But honestly, if Harbaugh came in and took over when Brady Hoke did, you probably wouldn't have had 11 wins. Right, yeah. Because talking about stubbornness and everything, because of what we've seen from Harbaugh on, you know, run and run and all this and everything and never really passing it, wouldn't, uh, you know, wouldn't, uh, if we wouldn't allow the same things that you would have seen in the big plays, especially in 2011, where Robinson had huge passing plays and things of that nature, where they wouldn't have done it. Right. It would have been run, 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 short pass, <laughs> short pass, short pass, short pass. Yeah. And you wouldn't have the same results. And so, again, that's not me saying that one is a better coach, but just the idea of what a difference stubbornness can do. I honestly feel like you wouldn't have the same results because, I mean, you've got, you've got specific talent here, amazing talent, and Collins shows you it in the game. Right. Right. But then you don't, you don't utilize it. And it's just, it, 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 yeah, I mean, to me, it you know, and I don't know what your response. I'd be interesting to hear is, doesn't it concern you the way the stubbornness seems to be apparent in what's going on and the not willing to adjust and sticking to the game plan? You know, Jim Harbaugh, Don Brown, we're going to stick to the game plan, and even when it's not working, they stick to the game plan. And I'm wondering if it it concerns you that. Michigan's going to have a lot more players transferring out and then others coming in. And I get that's part of it. You know, transfers happen, but, um, I, 
you know, that does concern me at times is watching, seeing if players go, look, this isn't the place for me or this, the stubbornness is what's getting in the way of us being productive or being unique and different and having a identity. So, um, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, what is your opinion on that? Oh yeah. No, I, unless there is a distinct difference at the beginning that you see at the beginning of next year. Yeah. Um, then it is absolutely, uh, concerning because, um, I mean, there were, you, you just haven't seen any, any change. Yeah. She, you saw some weird things last year and everything because it was just like, okay, we have absolutely nothing. You can't do anything. Right. Uh, so there, there, maybe there was some stuff that you could see that was different, but it's, just, it's beyond that point. It's, it's not, you are not that good of a team. You are not Alabama or Clemson where you can come in and say, this is our game plan and you have to beat us. We don't have to beat you. We don't have to game plan for you. You have to figure out how to beat us, essentially, you know? Right. I mean, even the, if you look at the temperament of even Jim Harbaugh this year and, and maybe the last year, but especially this year, very, I, it, from year one, he looks different. I mean, his posturing, the way he talks, even at, at the conferences, just seems different. You know what I mean? I mean, I remember the first year he was, you know, slamming clipboards down and headphones and pissed off and mad and kind of remind me of Saban in the game the, the other day and watching Saban infuriated because he couldn't get seven points before the halftime. He was so mad yelling at his players. And I went, man, look at Saban, how mad he is. And he's up by three scores. <laughs> he wanted one more to go into halftime. And I'm like, Man, that fire that Jim Harbaugh had in the first year so much different than it is now. Even in his press conferences, he's different. And it he, he seems almost content with where he's at, you know what I mean? And content with, we're, we're cool, I'm good with 9 to 10 wins a year. And that's I guess that's the point, is, is Michigan fans content with that? Or is Michigan fans content with Michigan going... 10 wins, nine wins a year. Because to me, if we kind of continue where we're at in Michigan and football's continuously changing year after year, are we going to be all right with that? Because I don't, I think that's our ceiling. I mean, to me, I don't see it getting any better. I don't see us getting to 11 wins because if you look at Alabama, you look at um, Clemson, you look at those teams that are just scoring like 40 points in these games. I mean, I watched Clemson just, just roll over Notre Dame. And then I saw Alabama just scoring 40 something points over Oklahoma. And I'm like, man, you got to score that many points almost to get to the dance. And to me, Michigan's not built that way. And to me, I just, to me, am I content with it? I, I don't know that Steven brought up the point is, is Michigan fans going to be content with nine to 10 wins a, a season? So. No, and I don't think so. And I don't think the coaches either. I don't think, yeah. I don't think he can say that he's content. I do know what you're talking about with the difference and everything, but yeah. I think that was mostly coming from the eight and five season. And it's just like a slap in the face of, Hey, you know what you've been doing needs to change. 
and he made some changes. He got Warner in and things like that, and there were some changes. But it's just, and okay, fine, great. Yeah, you know how to make changes from here to there. But it's, you know, college football now is not the same when he was coaching at Sanford and everything. And like you were saying, you know, uh, well, college or football changes all the time, and it's becoming more of an offensive game. Yeah, it's great to have a good defense, but it's just like if you don't do things properly with your offense, you're not going to help your defense out. Then your defense isn't going to be able to help your offense out. Yeah, and if you exactly. don't game plan correctly and all those things, and so yeah, no, it's not, it's not going to be good. And we're going to be able to tell next year how things right. are going. I don't know if you'll be able to see it early on or not. I mean, I I hope you see more in the passing game and everything because, hey, that's your best thing. To do. And that's why I said, too, I was just like, in the bowl game, they need to establish the passing game, which, quote-unquote, kind of they did a little bit, but then they went away from it. They completely changed things up. They had to play to their strengths, but they were playing to their weaknesses. They were playing to the strengths of the opposing team. It made no sense. Like, I don't, I don't claim to be, you know... Make me a coach. I know exactly what I'm doing. I, I know better than you and everything. But there are certain things where it's just kind of like, how obvious does this have to be that you know that something has to change? Like the coaching staff knows that something has to change. It's like, how obvious does it have to be? Like, I know that there's a lot more that kind of goes into it and everything, but there are certain times where you look at it and it's just like, dude, this is not working. Or this was working. Why did you stop doing it? Yeah, so, and that and that was one of those things, out. right? And if you're getting blown out by these teams, like you said, teams that are seem to be ranked high, then yeah, something's wrong. You got something's got to change. So yeah, now so next year is just we're next year could be honestly, I'm gonna say it right now, next year could be terrible. It really honestly could be if if yep. Harbaugh and this coaching staff does not pull it together, does not make the correct adjustments, and does not realize that they have to you know, specifically game plan and get things together, then next year could be bad. Yeah, I Cause agree. Because there's not really a good test. I mean, yeah, not saying that uh, they're not quality opponents, but um, not until September 21st do they play more of a big boy team, which is at Wisconsin. They host Iowa October 5th. But what does Michigan do? Every single year, the end of the year, uh, the players get worn out. The playbook has been exposed they don't make adjustments and they end the year on a bad note multiple bad notes usually and yep. this is the end of michigan seasons right uh the end of michigan season here so listen to these last six games they're at at penn state host notre dame at maryland okay it's not a big deal but it's at maryland and it's in between notre dame and michigan state so then they go at Maryland, then they host Michigan State, then they're at Indiana, then they host Ohio State. Wow. Like that huge stretch. At Penn State, Notre Dame, big games right there. Then you have at Maryland, you're like, okay, no big deal, but it's on the road, and it's before you play Michigan State. And then you have at Indiana, road game. Indiana's always tricky. And then you have Ohio State. Six games. Six games. You're going to tell me that if you have the same mentality that you have this year, where it's just like, we're Michigan, this is our, this is how we ball, and you're going to have to game plan for us, and we're just going to do what we do every single week. 
that by the time you get to Michigan State, that Michigan State, Indiana, and Ohio State will not have enough material to be able to see, oh, hey, this is what they do week in and week out, and this is how you expose it, and this is how we're going to beat them? Right, right, exactly. No, yep. next, next year, if things do not change, it is not going to be a good year. No, no, and you're right, it's not. I mean, just like what you just said. that it, Yeah, next year is just going to be... To me, it's like I'm wondering if next year is going to be that breaking year. You know, it's the excuses like, you know, trust trust the process or trust Harbaugh, trust the staff, trust, 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 have faith, faith, faith. And and then you're looking at going, hey, you know what? Like I said, can you can it can a fan base be content with nine to ten wins a season like well, Michigan? A fan, you're just saying even a fan base, but can Michigan? No, there's like no way. You know the Michigan fan base can't. They're not. Michigan fan They're base not. isn't even content with other stuff. So no, it's not going to happen. I know for a fact that you can't. You can't continuously lose to Ohio State. Yeah, you're, and 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 not it. and not even to get into that, but we'll probably talk about it more. But it's just like essentially, you know, Urban Meyer is going to be there to hold their hand and help them get ready for that game. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, uh, I've got plenty. I've got plenty more to talk about that, but we're already over an hour, so I'm not going to get into that. But we'll talk about it. And actually, I'll mention this here real quick. I think we had another message, uh, voicemail from Ray uh, from the other week, but he was talking about some of the stuff that was going on in Ohio State and things like that. So we'll we'll do that next week or sometime coming up. It just didn't fit in the time schedule. But yeah, uh, so it just because Urban Meyer's not the head coach doesn't mean that that's going to be anything easy. But right. still, it's just if. Yeah. People, uh, the fan base will not be content. And if there is not, it's worrisome because you see how they've handled game to game where they, and at certain times you're like, oh, they're great at making halftime adjustments. Eh, Yeah, sometimes they did. But again, that was against the easier opponents. But then when they are adjusting and game planning for specific things, you have not seen that. And so what's to say that there's going to be that miracle adjustment during the offseason where they're just going to finally be like, okay, I'm going to stop being stubborn about this and we're going to make the changes. It's just going to be like, it would be quite profound for somebody to step away and do that when you're coming off of a double-digit win season. Now, hopefully, having the two absolutely terrible losses back-to-back which shows how terrible your offense was and how terrible your defense was, and that will wake you up, but it might not. Right, right. So maybe yep. maybe that's enough that, you know, Don, and I'll include Don Brown. Not, And again, I'm not saying to get rid of Don Brown or Harbaugh, but it's just like, look, you got to realize that there needs to be some kind of adjustment because you didn't make it after ugly game number one between ugly game number one and number two. So what's to say that you're going to go ahead and do it during the huge off season between ugly bowl game and beginning of the 2019 season. Right, right, right. Yeah. You guys didn't show that you did the first time. Why should we believe that's going to happen when you had the second opportunity? You had one wake up call. Why do you need two wake up calls? (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, if, if adjust those adjustments are not made, if something does not change, 
I, I don't want to say dra uh, relatively drastically though. If some things don't change relatively drastically, not saying like flip over the whole staff or anything, but those gaping holes and things like that, then sure the fan base doesn't need to be content with it, but the fan base needs to acknowledge it, needs to essentially accept it and be like, hey, this is what's gonna be. Yeah, it's it's gonna are. be yep. 10, 10 win, nine win, ten win. Yep. Maybe there'll be a Big Ten title there, but probably not because you still have D'Antonio, you still have Urban Meyer who's working in the athletic department, you still have Wisconsin Paul Chris who usually does a pretty good job. He had one down year. I don't think he's gonna have a lot of down years. Right? Yeah, I know. So it's... yeah, it, I mean, not saying that you're gonna be content with it, but it's just gonna be like you're gonna have to accept it. If changes don't happen, that's what it's oh. gonna be. Like Stephen said. Yep, you're gonna have to accept it. That's right. Yep, I know. So not saying that I want to, but that's that's what it's going to be. So I know. that's one thing I'm going to have to figure out, you know, next year. And if things don't change, like you mentioned, can you be, you know, now I'm including myself content with that. And we'll, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so. Yeah. So that that is that that it was it was not good in many different ways. I mean, it's it's exciting to see players come back and things like that but it's just like yeah they've got to be able to be allowed to play their to their strengths and that's the thing that again like i said i'm not saying one coach is that hulk is better than harbaugh but hulk was just like i mean it was the, the kind of guy that i was where he's laid back and he was just like it went and you know play to the strengths and that's what he did and you saw some amazing things happen because it's just like you play to people's strengths so again, yep. it's not saying that he was a better coach, but when you open things up and relax a little bit, who knows what could happen? Yeah, you never, you know, there was nothing to lose in this bowl game. Nothing. Yeah, and, and that's another thing, too, that I wanted to mention, and I know this is going to take up a little bit more time, but it's just like, where, where was the trick plays? Yeah, there's zero in this. The, yeah, and, they, and they said this. They said it during the season. When they asked players, they're just like, oh, how much of the playbook have you gone through? And it's just like, Oh, we haven't scratched the surface, or we've only shown you like thirty percent of it. It's just like it for yeah, years. Yeah, they never now. did it. They <laughs> never did it. If that's the case, they never did it. No, they didn't. I'm going. What do you? I mean, did they? Did he? I mean, it should be a little asterisk that said, "Yeah, four years from now." Okay. <laughs> well, it's just know. like what it's did just you like. Mean? So then, you're essentially what they're telling us is they're wasting players' time right. by teaching them this book. The, uh, this playbook that they're only going to use 30% of what's the point There's of teaching them all the other stuff if you're not going to use it. But, and that, and, and it goes right to the whole thing. If this bowl is significant to Michigan fans and the stat or whoever, if these bowl games mean are meaningless, then why wouldn't you use it? It makes exactly. no sense to me. It's perfect to use it. Why not? And if yeah. it doesn't well, it doesn't go well. At least you go, oh wow, I didn't see that. Yeah, I don't know if it'll work, but hey, at least you're trying something new. Yeah, and then why? Uh, so talking about trick plays and playing the player uh, players' strengths and things like that. Why didn't they have Gentry throw a pass? Yeah. Right. You have these players that have specific talent. He was supposed to be a he was going to be a quarterback. He could have yep. done this. He has this capability. You have right. all these different options. You have these great wide receivers. Nothing, there was nothing extra to be done except for you saw a couple extra players. That's it. But you yeah. know if they were not playing that much during the regular season that they're not going to make an, a huge impact on the bowl game. 
right right yep exactly so, so really honestly everything that they showed you from the from the head coach to the last player on the roster they essentially were showing you we do not care yeah yeah and they showed us nothing new in this get in this bowl game which was meaningless <laughs> yeah so i mean essentially I like that out because that's what people are saying well that's meaningless like so, i said so like maybe, i said let me ask you this. This is going to be interesting. There'll be a quick question for you. Is this OSU game in, in the Rose Bowl? Let me, you, how do you think that game's going to go? And, I, and the reason why is I go, do you think they're going to take this that bowl game seriously? Oh, yeah. Why? Why would you a- think? Ask, Haskins, done, you think Haskins done, and uh, er, it's going to be Urban Meyer's last game. And yeah, so if no. the players if the players aren't ready for it, then the staff and Urban Meyer himself are going to be like, hey, I don't care what your agenda is. This is my last si- uh, signature. This is my last thing. This is my last, the last thing that is going on my tenure here as a coach. We are going to win this game. You, like, there's no doubt that I... It's so funny. I know, and the thing is, is this. Let's say Urban Meyer wasn't leaving, okay? Would they would OSU approach this bowl game like very? They take it seriously. Oh yeah, they they would take it more seriously See, than me, what you I'm watch. Get, I'm getting you because I'm like, and not like in a bad way. I'm just saying I agree with you because I think the same thing, and and I'm leading you towards why do you think? Why do you say that? Why do you think that OSU would take this bowl game against Washington seriously, even if Urban Meyer was staying? Let's say he was staying. But you still said OSU would take it seriously. And I'm trying to go, why would you say that Because about OSU? Because Michigan, on the other hand, and Michigan fan, it to them, it doesn't mean anything. It's insignificant. It's a peach bowl. Who cares, right? And well, to because- me, you and I have been harping on the fact that this does matter. This is the time to open up the playbook. This is the time to utilize those receivers the best you can. This is the time to uh, – open up that, like you were saying, that those pl- offensive plays that you haven't used that you said you were going to do, and yet OSU is going to be playing, I think, their hearts out in this game to win it. And yeah, well, that's, to me, it, it's just, I, to me, I'm going, Michigan, we're now content with bowls don't mean anything. Losing a bowl game doesn't mean anything. But yet, if you took Michigan State, Michigan State, I even think they're going to come in this bowl game and want to win it. They want they want a good record out of this. Yeah, but they they find it important. Oh yeah, well yeah. State wants to win this game. Well, that's the thing too is that Michigan State will have that ability to be able to say, "Huh, we won our bowl game." Well, of course, but they Mich- are. Michigan doesn't care. Like well, Michigan State doesn't have that be- same mindset, and I'm not saying that that's a good thing that Michigan doesn't have that mindset. But the thing too is that Ohio State shows that they they Never care and that they come prepared. Like they are always prepared for the Michigan game, and yep. we've seen it where we look at it and it's just uh, there were there were times where it's just like okay. Michigan is not on the same level as Ohio State. Like that that was just a fact. Recruiting sucked. Didn't yeah. have the players. Wasn't going to happen. Coaching wasn't going to save it. Then you have it where it's a close matchup and you know it falls either way. But then it, it just there are times where you see it where Michigan does not be prepared. Sure you can talk about Ohio State with uh Purdue. Ohio State does it like once a year. Michigan right. does it throughout the year. Like you saw it with the Notre Dame game, you saw it with the Ohio State game, you saw it with the with the Florida game, you saw it with the 
uh, and then other years you see it with Ohio, uh, Iowa, when you see it with Florida State, you see it with X, Y, and Z, and all these other things. And Ohio State, you might see it one time a year. Yeah, and it's a fluke. It's such a fluke that it's almost impossible to understand how they could lose to somebody like Purdue. You know, they like literally all sides of the of the team sucked. So yeah, and that happens. And you know, and we're talking about Urban Meyer, who's lost what two games in his his what once in his life at OSU. I think he lost two games. The rest are always one losses. And to me, Michigan's not there yet. We're just not. We're all right with two losses and and getting blown out at a bowl game. I'm like, okay, great. We had a major collapse against South Carolina. We lost against Florida State, and now we're lose. We got blown out at, uh, against Florida. Okay. So yeah, it's where we're at. Yep. So w- there needs to be changes. I agree. And so if we don't see it during the off season, uh, if you don't hear about it, if you don't see in the first couple games in 2019, then just sit back and be ready. Honestly, with looking at that schedule, um, if if there were no changes, no real solid changes between this year and next year, I would honestly say that you're probably looking at nine wins yeah maybe right yep so but anyways i mean yeah yeah, that's that's just the way it is so (laughs) and that's the way the cookie crumbles (laughs) yep yep that's the way it is man and i hope not i hope they make the necessary changes you and i both do so yeah, and that's and that's the things we, that we've said. It's just like Har- Harbaugh's done a good job, uh, a relatively good job. We're we're happy with it. We're, it's good to see this stuff. Things are going better. You know, Michigan is more Michigan than it has been in forever. Um, but it's just kind of like if it's going to go to the next level, if you're going to be talking about national championships or conference champ, multiple conference championships and things like that, it's it's not this. This isn't it. No, we can't. Can't lose to Ohio State every year and expect to get into the Big Ten championship or win the Big Ten uh, title. Can't do it. Yep. (laughs) And then, and then, if you can't do stuff like that, there's no reason why you should be thinking that if there was a way to lose to Ohio State somehow win the Big Ten championship, that you deserve a spot in the college football playoff. Right. Like if anything, from the four years that Harbaugh has been here. If anything, if anything has shown us the committee should be like, we have no proof here that any of that Michigan, unless Michigan plays lights out that they should get into the college football playoff. Because if anything they show at the end of the season, they play their worst game. Right. Yep. Like they, they play their last few games of the regular season. They play their post game post games. And that is some of their worst performances. So why should we put that product into the college football playoff unless it is like a lights out team? Right. I, I do not. I would honestly, if there was uh, that conversation should happen in that committee room, if that comes up where it's just like, oh yeah, well there's Michigan, but they're, they're right there. You know, they're, they're right there. They're not quite there. And it's just like, no, don't, don't even bother with it because it's not going to be worth it. Because even if they get in there, even if they're motivated, like um, 
what happened with uh, what we, what everybody thought the Ohio State game was going to be this year. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah. Michigan is favored. Michigan yeah. has the same amount of talent, if not maybe more talent in different areas. Michigan's coaching. Yeah, Michigan's got yeah. coaching and all this great stuff working for them, and they're going to be motivated. And guess what? One of their biggest flops, if not their biggest flops, since Harbaugh has even been there. So it's just like, why do you think that because it's a college football playoff game that would make any difference? Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. Here we go. Yep, there you go. It's a long off season, so. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we will uh, let you guys know. Uh, go, like I mentioned, uh, Ray. We did uh, see that voicemail and everything. Uh, we'll probably be doing more talk with that kind of stuff because there were specific stuff with bowl game and different things like that. Didn't work out time wise, but we'll get beginning there. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, oh, hey, hope you guys have a happy new year. Oh, yeah. So, yep. Uh, by the way, since it'll be 2019 here in like less than 24 hours, uh, new year, fresh. It's kind of nice that the bowl game was between or before it kicked off because you can just kind of wipe it all away. Yep. Move forward. Walk away from it. Yep. So, but until next time. We'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.